0: Hey guys, welcome back to What's Up Grimes. My name is Jen and as always, I'm sitting here with the lovely MK. How's it going, MK? It's Friday. It's Friday. That's all I gotta say. We had kind of a stressful week.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was a very long, stressful week and it's over.
0: I heard somebody say the other day, like, every week's a stressful week and then you just hope to make it through the next week and then it never really, like, calms down. Do you ever have a chill week? I don't think so. Me neither. I always have the hope.
1: (laughs) I always have the hope by like Friday after it's all done that I'll finally get the rest that I need this weekend. Mm -hmm. I'll finally like sort out and clear out everything I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then usually that never happens. No. And then we're back on Monday all unprepared.
0: So that's my same cycle. And we used to record twice a week like once on like a Monday and a Friday and that's really transitioned into just Friday where we just go for it and then record with our guests that has worked better for me because then the whole week I'm left to stress out and then by Friday I'm like okay I can do yeah
1: it. yeah I mean it it's nice because it's like we have our session where we just get to chat you know we get to touch base and
0: actually see each other and not yeah. just be online friends online friends where we're like constantly going back and forth about the podcast it's a daily thing here <laughs> among other things but among other yeah. yeah so MK and I are going to talk about visions today MK got a lot of voice messages for me I hit a point sometimes where I have like so much to say and I'm like frustrated with life where I can't like text it out I'm like I gotta either I'm driving or I'm I can't text it I'm like I gotta like talk it out I think you got like back-to-back voice messages for me in DMs this week so kudos that. It was great.
1: I actually first of all, I didn't know that was a thing until oh, you yeah. did it and I want to try it too but it's like talking to you on the phone Yeah, sometimes feel... it's just like too clunky to type words, you know
0: uh-uh. feel free to use it. It's great
1: I love talking on the phone I kind of miss that Like, you don't have to see like, I have a, a co-worker who I used to work with and we're still close friends and
0: we prefer to just have phone talks so like my, that's just always been our thing. It's there's something about it and some of my coworkers that I work with every day, I've actually never met or talked on the phone with. It's just emails. And wow. I feel like you misinterpret emails if you're not careful and you don't know the person. Oh boy. Yes. Especially when you're
1: like when I started this new this new job, it was fully remote at first. So I had to meet everybody remotely and you take their personality based off how they write to you
0: yeah doesn't always match no and like for me sometimes I'm on my email on my phone and I'm like grabbing a couple things from the grocery store and so I'll shoot back a really quick email and then I look back later and I'm like man for the people that don't know me this might come across as short and like terse when I'm not trying to be I just I just emailed like a text message almost yeah so I'm trying to be more aware of that nobody said anything I just know how I've interpreted other people's emails
1: Yes. Oh boy. Have I misinterpreted emails or some people just in general that don't know how to write an email. Like there's a difference between people that are passive aggressive. And then there's people that they write an email and you're like, that didn't make any sense at all.
0: Did you get taught to write emails in school? Cause I did.
1: (sighs) Wow. No. Cause we didn't lean on that. Like even through college, very rarely did people actually have computers in class. It was... You know, I had like a, a desktop in my dorm room
0: and we had that's a, a computer point. lab. I think yeah. my junior year of high school, they like taught us how to write a professional email, which is really smart.
1: Yeah. That's great. I I my focus was writing. So I feel like writing emails has always been a strength, luckily. Yeah. But uh and I try to always throw in some happy faces and same like very jovial like how was your weekend happy friday you know make it nice you know you don't know what people are going through so i try to like over do the niceties
0: they tell you not to use emojis in professional emails bump that if i know you and you're a coworker, you're going to get some kind of emoji like a laughing emoji your own yep. smiley face because you don't know you don't know what my tone is no and I think
1: it's totally fine I, I disagree with that I think you can bring emojis to
0: the professional workplace right I'm careful yeah. obviously if it's like a client I don't do that but with well order, I'm not like
1: rock star hands or like
0: <laughs> can you imagine
1: like the throw up face you know like I'm not doing <laughs> wacky emojis oh, an eggplant
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't ever use the eggplant folks <laughs> I did
1: not know what that was. I didn't. I was like, what is this? I had to Google it. Old Uh, lady moment.
0: Yeah. Old lady moment, but a good old lady moment, I would say.
1: Yeah, it was informative. It like, I was like, oh, like it all came. I was like, oh, it was like one of those uh, aha
0: moments with the eggplant emoji. (laughs) Now you know. So it's fine. Yeah. Never used it, but don't use that. There's that. So now we're transitioning from eggplant emojis down to visions. <laughs> visions, you <laughs> make that segue. <laughs> I'm going for it because visions <laughs> happens to be my favorite Grimes album. Where does it rank? Bef- or yeah, where does it rank for you before we start talking about it?
1: Good question.
0: Probably third. Art Angels, Misanthropocene Visions? Or did I mix up mm-hmm. again? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool, so we're getting to your favorites soon. We are, but this is your jam. I know. All right, so guys, Visions is my absolute favorite album. When I first heard Misanthropocene, that was my first album I ever heard. And then I moved on to Visions and found two of my favorite songs, um, one of which just happens to be Oblivion. And the second one is um, Symphonia. Yeah. So Visions was released through 4AD. This is in February of 2012, and it was her first signing with 4AD. The album was recorded entirely on Garage Band, primarily using a Roland Juno G keyboard, vocal pedals, and a sampler in Grimes' apartment over a three-week period. So it's still pretty DIY. Still
1: very DIY. And she brought from what, you know, I gave it a good listen again. And I think the experimental sounds from uh, Halifaxa and Giddy Primes were carried over into this. And this is like her entry into proper songwriting and pop
0: stardom. Yeah, that's how it feels to me, too. She says that she was, quote, stuck in a horrible cycle of not living anywhere, just not having any concrete sense of well-being or stability or home. That was really interesting, but that fueled a lot of the emotional momentum of the album and this was recorded in a three week period and that's it wow that's pretty amazing (sighs) it's pretty amazing to do it in three weeks and obviously we know that she was doing it because of amphetamines which she goes on later in life to talk about she's very anti-drug in general because she's lost several friends to drug use Mm -hmm. but that was at the time she says she recorded the album at quote a psychotic pace not sleeping or eating for nine days while using those amphetamines to meet the deadline. Most songs on the album were finished in a single day without many demos being created beforehand, and she described the process as being, quote, equally enjoyable and torturous. I can't imagine doing anything, like, sitting in one place and trying to do, like, my hobby. I'm old, so my hobby is (laughs) cross-stitching. And, like, I can cross-stitch for a couple hours, and I'm like, I'm out. But I'm also not on amphetamines. (laughs) So going back to (laughs) you we are not Um, so
1: going back to the record label now did she have the deal and had to get it done like was it part of her job or was it some sort of deadline she set for herself
0: so that's what it makes it sound like is that she was trying to meet their deadline and that's curious to me because if that was their deadline who's making their artist work on that short of a deadline or Claire was clearing around for a couple months and didn't get to it what do you think probably the latter um it's very
1: c to, to to do that 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 kind of behavior seems very
0: young c yeah you know? very young c with the braids the like green braids it occurred to me that you know she's been braiding her extensions i don't even know if she still has it but she's been braiding her extensions uh, and like in music videos she has a couple braids in and it reminds me of yeah. old school grimes and i just for some yeah. reason put those two together the other day
1: yeah i i actually thought of it and it passed my mind but I didn't think it was like a rejuvenation of it but she has done it in a lot of selfies a lot of videos yeah. like she's redoing and they're I mean obviously they're dense and lush you know more than they were back in the day but she she might be looking back to the things that she used to do and is trying to find
0: herself in there you have hair similar to mine I think can you make those kind of braids or do you have it pretty thin hair? I have very thin hair. I used to have thick,
1: beautiful hair and then I dyed it to oblivion and it's totally fried. And that's why I have this blue concoction going on. It helps with damage, but you know.
0: But. Okay, well the color looks really good. Well, thank you very much. I have the thin hair, but I never had thick hair. So when I braid it, it just like falls out. Like nothing, like it doesn't <laughs> stay. Like curling doesn't stay. If you know the amount of hairspray that's in my hair right now, I have like perfectly straight hair, fine hair. It's the Me worst. Too. It is the
1: worst. It's total worse. Like I've slept in braids. Even if I wear curlers, like yeah. I can't keep a wave or a curl for long unless it's
0: sprayed like crazy. What's Literally, that? if you could feel it, it's like crunch. my hair's crunchy and I'm so jealous. It doesn't look it. crunchy. I figured out how to do this over time To where it doesn't look frizzy and crunchy That took a long time And if you look at some of my lives MK um, Where I do have the frizzy crunchy hair I've seen those on my page recently And I'm like ooh that was before I learned how to Do it I don't
1: remember seeing that Interesting.
0: We're our we'll worst. Have to go back and troll your pl- your page. Do it and leave <laughs> hate comments. Do it. <laughs> According to Stereo Gum, in some listening notes that were recently written by Boucher, and recently I mean here in 2022, um, this was included on a 10th anniversary reissue of the album. Which I remember when that happened. That was recent. Mm-hmm. Grimes admitted that Visions was less a spiritual possession. Possessed, pos- possess- possession yeah to be possessed right is that right Mm -hmm. yep yep and more of a result of quote learning how to make music and just utterly loving every minute of it there's a purity in visions desperation to land on something concrete Per grimes quote i miss the insane version of myself that made this and was totally confused about how humans perceive music she wrote she described her mentality at the time as quote super disconnected from everyone and laser focused on being an artist. I don't know how that's changed though. Well, she does have a family.
1: So I think she's probably, you know, that's probably mentioning to the kids and just adult responsibilities in general. Like this was a decade ago. She was in her early twenties-ish, mid twenties, you know, didn't have any other responsibilities, not a care in the world. I, I yearn for those days sometimes
0: yeah I mean, you have the two kids and I don't have that but I think about that all the time how nice it would be to go back yeah. to college and I know by the way there are Grimesians who are working their tail off while in college and I worked in college but it was part-time and it wasn't like it is today and I didn't have the responsibilities that I have today I miss mm. that yeah I do too that's what I miss about about it the most
1: not necessarily like where I went to college there were not a lot of nice people it was like a boarding school type oh. mentality um so but I had a lot of friends at like regular universities and state schools so I would visit them but I do miss just being on my own sometimes like not talking to anyone sometimes for days
0: I miss that I hear that from everybody and especially every single married couple as well. Like it just, you miss sometimes being single as much as you love your husband, as much as you love your partner. There's something yeah. about those days of not having to owe someone anything and like let them know where you are, what you're doing, even though you love them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But,
1: I mean, some days we're like, we're going to have quiet time, you know, I like <laughs> tough talks and quiet <laughs> Um, Lots going on in this household. Yeah, I mean, it's important. It's important to maintain other hobbies too, you know, and and keep busy and do all that. So going back to Claire, I think she just has so much going on. So many people around her. She's a whole team now. It's not even just, you know, being young. It's like, she didn't have to answer to anybody aside from obviously the record label to do all of it and she was probably like in control more in control than she is now
0: yeah i agree this album when it released we're going back to 2012 debuted at number 98 on the billboard 200 albums chart on its first week of release that's because the album's two singles oblivion and genesis were named among the best songs of 2012 by many publications including rolling stone pitchfork and nme you and i were talking in dms you were talking about how genesis at first wasn't it for you
1: Mm -mm. I did not like it I don't know why it just did was not my vibe
0: I was way more oblivion for sure yeah yeah I I made a meme one time about Genesis that people did not find funny about how it's so repetitive with you know your heart never see never reveal never a million times right um and I do love that song but I I can where you got that from and like Oblivion was Oblivion was my favorite song from Grimes and I didn't know it was about sexual assault when I yeah. first listened to it and then I listened to an interview of her explaining that song and obviously it makes sense I don't know what I thought it was about at first I don't know if I even listened I don't think I knew Grimes songs had meanings when I first listened to it
1: she didn't either remember she was like hey she just put words together and throw baby in there a lot that's, yes that's a song
0: I just like the way it made me feel. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's a great song. I am like kicking myself for not finding it back then. Like it's so catchy and should have been on some radio station that I was listening to or, you know, I don't think Spotify was even
0: around back then, were they? I could be wrong. I don't think so. But Yeah. We were all using like iTunes. Mm hmm. That's crazy. Do you use I iTunes know. at all anymore? Only for podcasts. Yeah. So fun fact. I hadn't touched iTunes in years. I transferred over to Spotify a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and I haven't had to use it at all. The way I convert our podcast, I have to convert it into a certain format to then upload it to my um, platform to edit it. I have to convert it in iTunes. So I use iTunes now and it feels super, I don't know, nostalgic. To use it, mm-hmm.
1: yeah. I mean, whenever I update something, like if you have to update something on your computer or phone, sometimes you have to connect it to iTunes, and I did that recently, and I felt the same way. It's very nostalgic. It it feels good to be back there, but you know, I've tried the like Apple Music monthly thing. I think I had a, like a free trial of it, and it's just like Spotify, but there's something way more DIY. About Spotify, my favorite thing about it is finding people's random playlists, not oh, just yeah. albums.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah, I I think I introduced you to Grimes' playlist recently, her personal playlist recently. Yes, you did. It but was awesome. She has like she has like different, chaotic, no surprise. Like, what do you call them? The playlists. There we playlist? go. The children listening right now are like, really, you guys? <laughs> You're like, it's
1: a thing with the, you know, like the CD when you put it, make burn a CD. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of, we need to discuss this because in another 2012 interview, and my favorite parts of planning for these episodes are looking at the interviews. So it's one thing to get the facts, but when you actually read the interviews where it's Claire discussing her life, there's something so much better about it versus reading the facts about the album. Yeah. Um, This is a self-titled 2012 interview. Claire states that she doesn't own a phone. Apparently, this never seems strange uh, because according to the author of this article, it was pretty easy to walk around and maintain a social life at that time by going door to door in Montreal. Claire says, quote, People would just show up at my door. My social life happened because everyone I knew lived on that block. on the road with interviews and meetings and navigating new cities she's now learned to rely back in 2012 on email and google voice when necessary she says quote it's really important to be disconnected from the digital world she writes in an email quote or else you give in fully to being a cyborg which simultaneously intrigues and terrifies me disconnected disconnection in other words lets her choose when to be social and when to remain more private quote i hate it when people can contact me too she adds punctuated by a haha even her email account has an auto reply that reads quote I don't have a phone or regular internet access so it might take me a while to respond that's so clear
1: (laughs) that should be uh her bio under her twitter oh my gosh she really should do that yeah I mean there's something about that I would sometimes go periods without a phone in this decade just to see if I could do it before the kids, you know, it's just unplugging yourself from that because now it's like constant.
0: I'm tethered to my phone. I. It even occurred to me, it used to be when you sent somebody like a Facebook message, you knew that they wouldn't read it for a minute till they got back online, right?
1: Mm-hmm. And now,
0: like if I'm talking to you about a podcast, unless we're actively at work, if I message you about something with the podcast, like we respond and reply back almost immediately. And that's kind of the expectation. If you haven't heard from somebody in a couple of hours, it's like- Are you all right? Yeah. Are you mad? Like- Right. That's kind of gross. I can't, I don't know if I could disconnect anymore.
1: I notice when I try to, it's hard for me to focus. Like even now when I try to sit and decompress or try to meditate, or even when I'm working out, my mind is going crazy. Like yeah. I need a constant dopamine hit. Yes. Which is so sad. Like every time you see that like, that follow, that ad. I mean, I can't imagine what you have, you've seen, you know, with yours. You've blown up and have so many followers. Like, I don't know how you do that and have a full-time job and a life I on top of that. I don't know how I do either. <laughs> I manage it. I'm, I'm amazed
0: yeah the first thing in the morning when I wake up I manage my page and the last thing at night and then I wonder why I burn out every couple of weeks and I have like a meltdown where I'm like I don't want to do that anymore well because you're like driving yourself into the ground yeah anyway several things from this quote that I think are really interesting is she talks about how she wants to be disconnected from the digital world which is interesting because she does the same thing on Twitter where yep. she'll just disappear yeah that's
1: true. I mean, I think, and I, I think I've heard her in an interview before talk about like ground. She likes to ground herself like in nature. Oh, like, yeah. Like it's important to, you know, walk barefoot in grass and be grounded to the earth. And I think she, you know, she's still obviously intrigued by the cyborgness, but there's something about nature that you can't lose sight of. And it's grounding and it, it, it kind of takes you out of yourself because it's so
0: much bigger than you ironically i got that from grimes the whole like touch grass thing mm-hmm. and i think of her whenever like this week i had a really terrible week and some stuff went wrong with grown adult lady stuff and i remember saying to myself jen touch grass like close down the email close down your twitter or whatever else you need to like go outside and touch grass and then i did i like disconnected from my work email and from everything else and like had a minute and i got yeah. that from grimes ironically
1: yeah i i i don't think i had heard of it prior to that and it i mean it is a thing it's been around um but have you ever like did anyone see you because <laughs> like if i did it i probably like you know like put my hands down or like yep you know i probably look crazy like have you ever seen anyone in the act
0: <laughs> I, don't I don't think, think so. I have. but i got this from an undergrad professor i melted down on an undergrad professor one time as my english professor shout out to professor jones because i had had a really really bad week at school and i was just trying to talk to her in like extra help hours or whatever office hours whatever mm-hmm. about a paper i'd written that i hadn't gotten a good grade on because i had missed the point of the prompt and so i went to her office hours at like 5 p.m to talk to her about it and i just broken up with somebody i really cared about and i like started sobbing we weren't talking about anything bad She was talking about like how to improve the paper and i'm like losing it like you've ever been in that situation where you're like melting down in front of somebody that like a stranger <laughs> or even like your <laughs> boss or like your co-worker mm-hmm. and they're like what is up <laughs> yeah that was that situation yeah. i remember her telling me like hey jen put down the paper and go outside with sunglasses on like right now so you can cry and just sit there and cry and nobody cares. Like, nobody's watching you. You have sunglasses on, just cry. And I did that that night. And it felt so freeing that I remember her all the time. And I'm like, hey, Jen, just go put some sunglasses on. Go sit outside and cry. Nobody's watching. Yeah. No, nobody is. Nobody is. That's
1: the thing that you learn as, you, as a grown adult person. You know? Nobody really
0: cares. Literally. And that's kind of a problem. But it's like going to the gym. Everybody is so scared of being watched. Nobody cares. Everybody is, like, only worried about themselves and how they look in their workout shorts like who goes to the gym and is like I'm gonna go and just look at other people (laughs) "Um, there's somebody out there (laughs) I don't want to meet them okay the other part of this quote where she talks about being a cyborg I think she's embraced that now with homo techno for sure I think
1: she loves that and obviously technology became I think a more romantic to her it's you know it's she had romanticized it prior obviously in her albums and her interests and then met somebody because of those interests and it kind of further solidified that romance so I think she will never let that go and probably keep taking it to the next level which
0: I'm here for same I think it's great Uh, the main component of the album cover we're going to go ahead and switch the album cover right now because I don't know if you've ever like fully studied the album cover i don't think i even paid attention to it just the skull yeah it's a thing so the main component of the album cover is the skull centric painting that's by grimes she says quote i painted that while i was watching the 29 or 2009 film enter the void and i was just having a terrible time it was like the day after and i was just trying to watch horrible movies So the drawing, I wanted it to be kind of like a Bosch painting, very modern but kind of reminiscent of surreal medieval stuff.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Apparently the purple column of text that you see is just grimes over and over again written. Oh, cool. Yeah. Which stuff I didn't notice. The alien head makes a small cameo appearance on the front cover and appears prominently on the back. Within the painting, the line across the top reads, I love you in Russian, while the vertical lines of text that resemble Japanese scripts are supposedly meaningless. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? She's like an absurdist, almost.
1: Like she she really goes all in with her albums. And I, you know, as a newer age Grimes fan, I didn't know you know some artists get there at a certain point where they get meta they get they want to get deeper with with the concept right oh yeah and she's always been that way
0: always that's a good point that's just always been grimes doing her thing kind of lost in her own little world yeah in the best way by the way remind me to talk about this on a on a future podcast but i'm reading a book right now about how one of the actual benefits to mental illness is a lot of mentally ill people tend to be the most creative and make better leaders in times of crisis. They make better leaders too. See, I the art thing I get C- right crazy but in times of crisis, like they're because they're like, lucid. <laughs> so I'll 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 do. I think I should do a podcast about it. Yes, let's do it. Mental illness benefits because I know that sounds crazy. But there's actually a lot of benefits to it, especially with some of the personality disorders that make people a little bit more attractive in terms of like personality wise, if they are controlled, if you get treatment, correct treatment. Anyway, sorry. Interesting. Okay. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. The first two lines of poetry that appear on the upper right of the album cover are the two opening lines of Anakmatova's poem, quote, but listen, I am warning you. This translates to, but listen, I am warning you, I'm living for the very last time. The four lines of Russian text on the bottom right of the album cover are a complete stanza taken from Akhmatova's poem, The Song of the Last Meeting. There are multiple conflicting translations, but as translated by one person, it reads, I am betrayed by my doleful, fickle, evil fate. I answer, darling, darling, I too will die with you amphetamines or lovely or both (laughs) you know i'm wondering did she meet blood
1: pop around this time he was living in montreal too right that's a good question i didn't look into that i think he met her in montreal i just don't know the timeline but obviously this is around the time where they met i'll have to look more into it but maybe he influenced her. I mean, she was around uh, obviously all the people she knew up there, which I haven't looked in too much, like her her, her, uh, her cronies, her her tribe up there. I, I don't know if other, art, they were also artists. I'm guessing they were. It was like a group of artists in Montreal.
0: I think that's what they had to be. I think that's who she was surrounding herself with and something we should probably talk about right now so I feel like so much hate comes toward Grimes that I disagree with where people talk about, oh, she came from such an affluent background and was playing homeless. You yep. don't know what the circumstances are. So you don't know what she had or didn't have and why she chose that lifestyle. Why is it such a problem? I understand privilege, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But people go after her for like, and then you played homeless living in Montreal in your apartment. Yeah.
1: I, I don't know. I think, I mean, even now, like the, t- there's all these TikToks that I've seen now that we're on TikTok, um, of these people breaking down her background, like her dad's is financial a big wig financial guy. Her mom is like a lawyer. Um, and she went to this really she, private Catholic school growing up. So does that mean she's exempt from pain and problems and yeah to be an artist in my mind you have to have had some kind of pain in your life to, to to filter that that's just my vision of what an artist is you have to find the pain within yourself to express and you know it's a cathartic experience usually so you don't know exactly you i mean her parents are divorced right? She has a stepdad. I don't know if she has a stepmom. So that could
0: have been, that's a traumatic thing for children. Exactly. And so I'm like, how do you know that just because somebody came from an affluent background that maybe their parents supported them in art school or, and I don't know. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of assumptions being made about her privilege and how she was playing homeless. And I'm like, hey, I think you should be careful before you make assumptions about somebody's life and where they were at and what their mental health was like at the time.
1: Right, I mean, obviously she had a lot of friends that were on drugs, right? Yeah. Um, and she clearly part- partook partook as well. So obviously she's going to, I don't know, have gone through something. She had a lot of death at a young age. Seeing your friends die—that's that's traumatic. There's things that happen to you that you die, you you know
0: doesn't matter if you have money or not. Right. Suffering is universal. Doesn't matter if you have the money or not. Doesn't matter if you know, you're in circumstances that might be a little bit better than somebody else's in terms of having a place to live, having food, having um, support. Pain is pain. Pain is universal. Absolutely. So that brings us to a 2012 interview with Spin. She says, generally, I feel like people don't necessarily get what I'm doing grimes can come off as something very different from what it is because I flirt so much with pop sonics and pop imagery. (laughs) People who don't listen to the album and hear Oblivion and Genesis can get the wrong idea. Eight or Circumbient are a better representation of what I was trying to do with Visions, which was to work noise punk and IDM into more traditional pop and new Jack swing production in Structures. So that's so interesting she didn't really want oblivion and genesis to get the amount of coverage that it did it sounds like that really ate and it were more of what she was going for that makes sense because it's it's still carrying over like that
1: medieval uh ethereal sound it's it's still very experimental it's not really like genesis and oblivion almost don't make sense for the album
0: that's a really good point that I hadn't thought about because everybody, including myself at first, went straight for Genesis and Obli- Oblivion.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, a lot of the the albums you buy is like when I used to actually buy CDs, I would usually yeah. buy it for one or two songs. Yeah, I wouldn't always be like, I need to listen to this whole album. It's very rare to find an album that you can listen to the all, all you know back and forth all the time. So it's, it's pretty typical, I guess, by those standards to have like two big hits and then the rest is kind of more experimental. Um, but I, again, they seem like they could have fit
0: for Art Angels. That's true. I think when I think about Visions, I think about the way Oblivion makes me feel and the way Symphonia makes me feel. And I have a Symphonia art in my grown 80 office. yeah. I had something done. It's the planets. I should have put it behind me. It's the planets. And it has the lyrics, see my way to you. And I won't go on because to me that's interpreted as I'm going to stick with you and I'm going to be here with you in dark times. And I'm not just going to move on. I'm going to stay with you in dark moments. Yeah. yeah. And that really applied to my job. And so that's why I decided to have that on, I don't know, a piece of art for my office that like the way those two songs make me feel is very like floating in space.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, they're very like, I usually li- Genesis is a new one that has kind of meant something to me. I don't know why it didn't jive well with me before, but now I really like it. Oblivion was always the song that's been on like my workout playlist for over a year. It's a good one to work out to.
0: It's so good. And if you look up covers of it or remixes of it, on YouTube people have like remixed it with other songs it sounds so good I'm obsessed with it I'll have to check those out I haven't heard them. I but. gotta change position again this is the hardest part of podcasting you like oh my
1: headphones died <laughs> <laughs> it happens here
0: people you're seeing it <laughs> man it's, it's could, the struggles real could you tell <laughs> I mean, I knew that something was up with your headphones. When I was like, "I am K. You figure that out while I continue to give facts." I'm like walking away, talking. To yeah. you. I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna read some more facts until you She'll come back. back." This partnership, or that's not weird. <laughs> Behind the scenes, people. Oh man. Okay. This is another point I wanted us to get to. This is another um, conversation that she was having with 2012. Uh, spin again. She says there's a lot written about how you look and what you wear. People call you Elfin and Rainbow Bright, essentially trying to treat you like a magical angel child rather than an adult woman. Mm. I think about that. I find it extremely obnoxious. My image seems to be so infantilized and I don't really know why it belittles the music. Maybe it's because my voice is high pitched. I look at my peers and I'm actually three or four years older than Azealia Banks. She Shouldn't was a peer? That. Like, that's very odd to Isn't me. That crazy. But anyways. <laughs> or Sky Ferreira, I'm 24. I'm not a kid, but my image is very teenaged. Maybe it's my fault. I was very into K pop and J pop when I made Vanessa and Oblivion. Those videos are kind of cutesy. And when I made them, I didn't even think of that resonating with people. But I can see how it would. The sexual stigma is more dangerous than the cute thing. I see a lot of female artists who have a sexual image. It's almost impossible for them to be taken seriously in a critical sense. And that's really scary. So if you focus too much on development of the visual angle, it could be a deterrent to what you're doing musically. We talked about this last week, actually. When is this quote from? What year? 2012.
1: Yeah. A lot has changed. A yeah. lot has changed. Um Yeah, I mean, I think I think she's embraced that image because honestly, that is the image we've talked about this on other podcasts where like that image was like the pillar of what beauty Mm -hmm. was like very tiny. Um, Obviously that's her build, right? She can't really control that. And I I am very happy that she's never gotten breast implants. Um, Like she's just kept her body, her body's pretty much always been the same aside from having the baby, you know? Um, And I think she's fully embraced the elf thing. But at the same time, I know, I remember when I was into Art Angels she like transitioned to the Miss A type deal because she was called cute her songs were cutesy that's right because she has that high pitch but it's the dichotomy of that high pitch voice with the sound the heaviness of the music and if you're missing that then you don't get her so
0: move along such a great point because i think i'm tempted to say oh she's so cute she's so adorable i think because of her small frame and the way she talks yeah that's what i tend to gravitate toward i think as she's gotten older it's gotten better for me to not see her as much that way yeah
1: i don't really think about it honestly my ideal grimes i will always say this like the blue uh what was like a like a soccer Jersey almost like the blue with the shorts, and like the, you know, <laughs> yeah. like she's going to play field hockey or something. Yeah. I, I absolutely, and the short blonde hair. If I could rock the bangs and short blonde hair, maybe what, maybe in my 60s or something. Cause like I want to rock, I've always wanted to rock that. And she carried it so well. And she, she was very like not sexual during that tour and during those videos. And it didn't seem like she
0: cared. That's what just made her so much cooler to me that she didn't care about that. Same. And so to me, like what she's saying here in 2012 is that to be sexualized at the time and today, to me, that's not provocative because it's become so mainstream. What is provocative is when somebody chooses to be a little bit more modest in their appearance because you're like, whoa, like that's different. Yeah. Give me
1: everything. We need access to all
0: parts of you. You know? Right. And so it's interesting that she made a 180 on that. And I would really like to hear her speak on this. And I'm assuming she will at some point that she went from, Hey, I'm going to wear those oversized t-shirts and those shorts that came down super low to mm-hmm. I'm going to basically make images that are pornographic.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I do think after having children, I don't know if it's like a defense mechanism or something, when you become a mother, you all of a sudden don't feel like you're not a maiden anymore, right? You're the mother. You've moved on to that thir- that second phase of womanhood, right? So are you attractive anymore? Um And I think in her case, I'm guessing, this is just my opinion, that she's kind of overcompensating. The time that she didn't really use that when she was younger. And now she's like, I have this platform. I have this body. I want to do these things and express myself the way I want to. And I actually think I'm in support of it, to be honest. I mean, I know that she has a lot of younger fans and that can be an issue with having kind of graphic material. Um, but I'm an adult, you know, I don't expose my kids to all parts of her, you know, they know who Grimes is
0: though. They know I mean, who Grimes is in this household. I love it. I think it goes back to the parents of like, where are the parents? Because if you're yeah. an 11 year old on Instagram with free access and you're seeing Grimes pornographic material, well, where were your parents? Yeah. And that's not who she's, that's not her target audience. No. It's really not her fault. No. And I don't think she would say that. I think that she would say it is, it's an older audience that she's trying to attract. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, that moves us into the music videos. I'm going to start with Oblivion. This was directed by Emily Bach, who shot it in Montreal at the Olympic Stadium and at McGill University Stadium during a football game and a motocross rally. The video debuted in March of 2012. According to Grimes, quote, art gives me an outlet where I can be aggressive in a world where I usually can't be. And part of it was asserting this abstract female power in these male-dominated arenas. The video is somewhat about objectifying men, not in a disrespectful way though, Grimes explained in an interview with Spin. She revealed that the song is about going into this masculine world that is associated with sexual assault, but presenting it as something really welcoming and nice. The song's about being assaulted and I had a really hard time engaging in any types of relationships with men because I was just so terrified of men for a while. Makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm terrified of men and I've never been sexually assaulted ever luckily thank god i mean it's an awful thing for anyone to go through was this the time she she wrote about when she was like followed home and she had a guitar the she banjo. like smashed
0: the guitar She <laughs> to scare him. him with a banjo oh, right. <laughs> yeah. that's a great interview i i wonder if it is i don't know yeah
1: I mean, and, and you hear all the stories she said about being on tour, like people just grabbing you and coming into your dressing room and Mm-mm. and trying something on you just because you're going out there and you're performing. You think that, you know, you're up for grabs, I guess.
0: Apparently That's so. scary. The next one, which is a great song. It's the video for Night Music that was directed by John Londano and premiered on May 10th of 2012. It takes place in a barren, gray-washed landscape. There's not much said about that online that I can find. Yeah. That moves us to the self-directed video for Genesis. It premiered on August 22nd, 2012. I remember talking about this music video on one of my live streams because Turner was there. And Turner made a comment about where it was filmed, what park it was filmed at, which was super cool. He was on your live? Yeah. She showed up to a couple of them and she was on the live where I was talking about music videos. And she gave some cool commentary about the genesis music video so that was neat that's but I cool now forgot what park it was filmed at sorry <laughs> y'all it was filmed in la and it co-stars rapper brooke candy whom grimes des- describes as quote a very contemporary muse in the video grimes is seen alongside a group of friends while driving an escalade in the desert holding a python in the back of a limousine and posing in the woods she said of the concept of the video quote it's loosely based on this painting by my favorite painter called the seven deadly sins and the four last things i wanted to play with medieval catholic imagery i was raised in a catholic household and went to catholic school and my childhood brain perceived medieval catholicism as an action movie sounds familiar right Mm-hmm. alfaxa
1: yeah um who is the girl it, she's in the silver suit or like It's like a unitard Brooke candy in the video. Yeah. So who, who is she? Is she just a model? Does she, is she also a musician? She's a
0: rapper. Oh, but she does not rap in this. No. Like on this album, there's gotta be some story behind how they met. And I know that there is, and I don't have it in my fact sheet. What a bummer. I'll look into that. We can, there's always more to know. Always more to know. The last thing that I want to say about it is that we're going back a little bit to the album cover. It was designed by Grimes, which we've already talked about. She says that it took her 14 hours to do the whole thing and that she watched films like Silence of the Lambs, The Shining and Enter the Void while doing it. So, also oh, happy films. Nice. Really like really good for depressed people <laughs> to watch these films. She's very inspired by multiple
1: mediums at once. Like she really needs to, she like gets herself in a headspace to, to articulate it. It's very interesting, her
0: process. Oh yeah. So that about wraps up our visions discussion. Again, it's one of my favorite albums. It makes me feel good, which brings us to our next topic that you and I are going to discuss on the podcast about music and emotion. Yep. Final thoughts about this one, MK, as we wrap it up. Do you
1: listen to the whole album, like from start to finish, or do you just pop into different songs?
0: I'm a popper inner. Yeah.
1: What do you do? do? Uh, With this album, I tried to just listen to the whole thing at once to experience it, because obviously I've heard Genesis and Oblivion but I and Night Music, but not really too much else, to be honest. Like, I've heard it, it's come up, but I don't really sit and listen to it so i was just curious because with art angels when we talk about that next i can listen to that back in front i pop in but you can like totally listen to that
0: all the way through i think that's visions for me where i'm gonna pop in but then i'm gonna leave it there and let it yeah. cycle through once i because i usually go between night music oblivion and symphonia and then i like leave it there and let it cycle through mm. Hey. Hope you yeah. guys enjoyed the visions podcast and my cat meowing and making a scene and MK's headphones dying and <laughs> other such podcasts things that happen. It's <laughs> <That's> very eventful. <laughs> we'll be back with more content for you guys I appreciate you so much.
1: All right bye guys bye.